December 6th and a small slate of NHL games ahead of us here on the schedule tonight. Only four, so we'll break down each of those games, recap last night's games as well. Let's talk about a Hart Trophy bet that was placed ahead of the season that seems to be aging pretty well right now. We'll talk about all of that throughout the course of today's show, but before we do, I want to remind everybody that today's show, as always, is brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it's for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. So make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS, Android, as well as on the web. If you are looking to sign up for new sportsbook accounts, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework. That's betstamp.app slash edgework. You can click the link in the description of the show, whether that's on YouTube or if it's on podcasts, you'll find it in there, betstamp.app slash edgework. It does help support us here on this show, so we do appreciate that. All right, let's get into last night. I mean, so far in the season, or we go through five last night uh, on our picks of the eight best bets we give out. So on the season now, 105. 104 and one over the course of 210 bets, still a 4.7% ROI. Moretto, you were here with us yesterday. I know Matt was in the chat watching, just seeing strays flying everywhere as he was catching some of those. But what do you make of last night's games and what happened with our bets there? Um, well, I take no responsibility for a couple of Matt's sides that, uh, Matt <laughs> Russell's sides that, uh, okay. dragged us down a little bit, um, after mm. carrying us last week with this 4-0, but you know what, what have you done for me lately? So, uh, yeah, it was a rougher night for sides. Um, obviously, uh, Vancouver and Chicago, I was on those as well. And Vancouver does that whole comeback for nothing in the end, which yeah. was kind of frustrating. And then. I mean, Chicago, you get like a plus 155-ish dog into a shootout. Can't ask for too much more than that. Um, basically a coin flip at that point. You had a chance to cash in. Didn't end up working out. But a better night for totals, at least. We got the overs in the, what, Nashville game and Detroit game. Those games both went over. Um, the obviously lost another under on the Sharks game because that's what we do on this show. And um, if you watch the show instead of and like actually listen to it as opposed to just like scrolling to the end for the picks, you would have heard that um, I was also going to be on the under in the Ducks abs game if Gibson started, which he did, and the game did go under. So if you did get on that, yeah. it would have been a three and one night for the totals, which is solid. Sides definitely, uh, definitely had a bit of uh, bad luck to them last night, but um, I mean, in the case of Calgary and Buffalo, I played no part in those weren't necessarily bad luck those teams just didn't didn't deserve to win but it is what it is <laughs> wow just, just okay. piling it on to him while yeah he's not yeah here, he, not that's here the ultimate himself. i had my guy <laughs> yeah 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 but i i mean i do thank you for that little tidbit about the avs game in the end of there i waited waited that one out i don't know uh hopefully other people did as well but waited for some in information throughout the course of the day and was able to get a pretty good under on the six and a half there uh so thank you for that moretto i do appreciate that but that's why you listen to the show so you don't just scroll to the end for the picks that's why you don't just go to bet stamp and track the picks that we have there and just take it with no context because a lot of times there is context or there's little bits about bets that might be coming up throughout the rest of the day that you can jump on to add to it. Obviously, they're not tracked here on the show, and we're not going to have some of those ones that say, hey, throughout the course of the day, maybe try to find this one because we're giving them out during the show, but you might be able to find some information like that yourself. So if you do enjoy the show, you do enjoy the content, please hit that like button, subscribe here to the channel. But uh, Matt, I teased it before we even started here. 
I don't know if I should even be talking about it. It's like I don't like the whole like announcers jinx thing and stuff like that, and I don't really want to do that to you. We know the start to the season you're having. You're pretty open about it. The title you've got on the screen there is pretty open about it. Like, are you sure you want to dig into this future you've got on the line right now? We could at least kind of mention it because I've been tweeting it a lot <laughs> lately, and it's starting. It's starting to get around Twitter. Um, so I have some long shot futures on Panarin to win the heart. Um, I kind of looked at it before the season, said, okay, he's with the best line mates he's ever had. I kind of expected the Rangers to be a little bit better than their slightly disappointing last season. Um, so I do have some long shots there. I would love to say that I have like, you know, three, four units on it at 150 to one to kind of make up for a lot of this. It's like a quarter unit play, but still, it, I mean, he's been lights out to start the year. I mean, and we're kind of, I mean, we talk about it in the in our chat every day. Like, you kind of see the path for him here. And you kind of saw it before the season. It was like, you needed McDavid to not just go full scorched earth. Well, that hasn't really happened. Mm-hmm. You need probably someone like Matthews to not score 60 goals. You need a team like the Devils or maybe the Oilers to struggle a little bit. Like, some of those things have kind of happened. Obviously, there's a long way to go. I mean, we're only a quarter way through the year. But at this point, like, he's up there with the favorites. Um, so we'll see what happens, but it's been a good start to the year for him for sure. Well, my question for you is this, and I think Moretto, if you want to weigh in on this as well, is this is a voted on award, obviously. Um, how does this affect, like, okay, I'm not trying to th- bring your optimism down on this, but let's say McDavid goes scorched earth for the remainder of the year. It's not the same body of work had he done it for 80 games, 82 games, sorry, but he goes crazy for the remainder of the way, drags this Oilers team back. They're obviously not going to finish like first in the division, but he brings them right back in. They're one of the middle to upper teams in there. They're back into the playoffs. They're dragged out of the depths of this, oh my God, what is wrong with the Oilers? Goalie fiasco at the beginning of the season, coach fired, and then this thing flips it on its head. What's to stop voters from falling in love with the McDavid story of like, this guy dragged his team out of the deepest, darkest hole you could imagine to start this season. I I think nothing's gonna like. I think they love that story. That's like perfect sort yeah. of narrative where it's not just like McDavid comes into the season and goes scorched earth, right? You know, from game one through to game eighty-two, like he did last year. Um, this is more of like a man. This guy had to like battle through some serious adversity. You know, coach was fired, team looked dead. Um, he pulls them out from, you know, the brink of disaster and drags them to, you know, a playoff spot, whatever, whatever it is, they end up finishing. But yeah, I think that'll only help his cause, to be honest. But yeah, like, again, maybe the counting stats won't be there to the same extent as they have. So maybe that will work against them. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, like, you know, the voter fatigue. I don't know if voter, voter fatigue, I don't know if that'll actually be an issue because this will be different. I think that kind of erases it. But uh yeah, that's my thought is like this yeah. eliminates the idea of the yeah. voter fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get both sides of this um, because, right, like the last couple of years, he put up 105 in the short season. He put up 123 points two years ago, 153 points last year. So I, I do agree that would get rid of some of the voter fatigue. At the same time, I, I do still think that they may kind of want to look to if they can find somebody else to make a case. And like, this is what LeBron's dealt with in the NBA for years, right? It's like McDavid is the most valuable player in the league. Nobody's going to question that. 
But mm-hmm. if someone else ends the year with 105 points, 110 points, and McDavid's sitting there at 115, and he even only dragged the Oilers in, like, I don't know. I, look, there's a reason it's a long shot. There's a reason that McDavid was, I think, minus 110 to win the heart coming into the year or something very much like that. Like, he's going to be there. I don't know. It's just kind of a, if he gets to that point, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I do think it may be a real thing here. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I think that the path is definitely there. It's just that one storyline is in the back of my brain of like, hey, this is a guy who now has actually eliminated the one possible thing to me that kind of kind of held him out of it, which is the voter fatigue. And now he's going to have an opportunity here with a decent runway of games left to kind of pull them back in and show show some of that value. But I uh, definitely think that uh, you've got something there, Matt. So I think myself... Maybe not Moretto, but myself and probably the chat are rooting for you for the remainder of the season with that. No, one. no, I'm rooting. Uh, I'm rooting for him so that he can uh, <laughs> afford to keep doing this show. Keep yeah, the power turn on, on the internet. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to today's games. We have four on the schedule, so we'll break down each of those. I see some questions in the chat about stuff. Uh, we'll get to those kind of towards the end. We want to make sure we get to the games here first and foremost. So. Let's start with the Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay game. 7 o'clock start time. Tampa is hosting the Penguins. You got Tampa at minus 123 right now. The Penguins coming in plus 114, a total of 6.5 as it stands right now. Um, Moretto, this is a team that in, in Pittsburgh that we have been very, both of us have been very down on so far to start this season. Are you still down on them here tonight? You feel like maybe you're getting a cheaper price on Tampa, minus 123 hosting the Penguins? Um, not necessarily cheaper. I think it's kind of about fair. Uh, I do think they definitely deserve to be favored. Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh is dealing with a little bit of like, it's not like big names or anything like that, that are maybe going to move the needle like each individually, but Raquel, Achari and Nieto all out still looks like none of them are going to be playing on this road trip. Um, I mean, individually, like, you know, maybe Raquel's not going to move the needle too much. Maybe Achari's not going to move the needle too much. Nieto's not going to do the it either but then all three of those guys you're looking at like a bit of a cluster now and like you're getting into some some depth forwards you're bumping guys like o'connor up onto line two and like raquel while he wasn't producing much was like a driving factor for that line and he was you know really helping them uh generate some good offense even though he necessarily wasn't producing um so i think that's kind of something like at least enough for where i don't want to get onto pittsburgh by any means here um yeah. but i don't know i'm not like rushing to bet Tampa at this price either I think it's kind of fair where it's at uh, I think we'll we'll see Jari here um the only way I could maybe get involved is like I am kind of on Johansson watch here as so many would say uh we are on Johansson watch tonight I think that um this is the first half of the back-to-back for Tampa and typically you'd want to play your starter in the first half of that back-to-back but like Cooper has been known to kind of you know go off course with that and like just based on you know situation and opponents and stuff like that he's he's fine to flip things if he needs to and also I think they're trying to be very mindful of Vasilevsky's workload and he has now started three in a row I'm not sure they're dying to start him four games in a row especially like having just returned I think maybe it's a case of like wanting to ease him back you know two starts then Johansson then maybe three starts for Vasi now and then Johansson and kind of like keep that sort of pace going so, like, starting – if he starts tonight, that's his fourth start in seven days. I don't know if they're dying to do that. So, uh, especially, like, with them playing tomorrow, too, 
maybe that we'll in see in Nashville tomorrow. tomorrow yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll yeah. see um our against our predators. So maybe we'll see uh Johansson tonight. So I'm definitely waiting. I wouldn't do anything with this game um until you have confirmation there because like unless you like Pittsburgh at this number with Vasilevsky, then there's only upside. Um, but other than that, I think, uh, or if you, I mean, obviously if you like the over with Vasilevsky, which not, that's not for me. Um, if you like either of those and you know, obviously there's only upside then with Johansson starting, but if you want to bet Tampa or the under, um, you definitely can't do that until you have confirmation of, uh, of Vasilevsky. Right. Yeah. I think that that's fair. Uh, Matt D asking here, Tampa Bay just went full back against the wall mode for the rematch after that embarrassment and Hedman's 1000th game, maybe a letdown. You see potentially a letdown spot here for Tampa tonight. I don't know if I'd say letdown. I, I totally agree on all the Johansson watch stuff though. Like I think, especially kind of look at the other day, like normally I think that may have been a spot that you may go to Johansson and after coming back from a pretty brutal schedule that they had over last week. I know we were talking about that where they had, I think played, four games in four cities in like four and a half days, um, five and a half days. Um, I, I do think there's a good chance we see Johansson tonight. Like Vasilevsky kind of stayed in for a lot of that eight to one game the other day. Like they get yeah. the same opponent back to back. You knew he was going to want to get back in there against Dallas. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not a spot they even put him in if it wasn't Dallas, right? Like maybe if this game between the Penguins is in between, they go to Johansson on Monday. Um, so I do think he's very live tonight. I think if he is starting like, I see plus 110 out there. I would absolutely play that. I'd probably play it down to plus 100. But like Moreto said, like, otherwise, I think this price is fair. Like, these two teams played last Thursday, and it closed basically where the price is at right now. Um, so unless we kind of get something there, I agree this price is in line. But I, I do think there's a very good chance that we get uh, Johansson tonight. All right. Well, JJ watches in play here in the Tampa Pittsburgh game. And then, I mean, Moreto might be running to the window as soon as it's out and doing what so money was doing last year over six and a half, over seven, <laughs> over seven and a half, over eight. <laughs> Just stack, stacking all of them out there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, there you go. There's a little tidbit of information moving forward, just like we're talking about. Uh, maybe you don't get all of the bets during the show, but uh, the piece of information that you can take away to use and apply throughout the remainder of the day are pretty important as well. And we'll use that to go over to the next game here, another seven o'clock game, the Dallas Stars. In Florida, taking on the Panthers. Florida favorite at home tonight, minus 114. Dallas plus 110, best price available. You see a total of six right now. Pretty even both ways. Minus 05 on the under, minus 06 on the over there. And uh, Moreto, these traditionally being your Dallas stars, uh, but is there a way you want to get involved in this game, whether it be from the uh, side or the total? Yeah, it's... Uh, I could, I mean, I could, I'm sure, be talked into Dallas, but... um. I don't think like I want to get involved there just because, I mean, you see a plus sign in front of Dallas and you think that like, I'm going to run to the window naturally just based on how much I like this team. But like, yeah, Florida is like, I really, really like this Panthers team too. I think this is a really good hockey team. Um, not like a run and gun kind of whatever team they're like built the right way. They're built to have success long-term. I think this team is really good. So I think this is just going to be an awesome game. And, uh, I think we could see something that kind of mimics a playoff game here, a very tight sort of game. And with, I mean, what's like not really talked about with these two teams is how good they are defensively. These are two of the best teams in the NHL uh, defensively. And I don't think they're going to, you know, give up too many opportunities. And then you've got, I think, 
I feel pretty comfortable that we're going to get Ottinger and Bobrovsky here. Uh, comfortable enough, at least, that I've already bet the under, and I do like the under at uh, these current prices. There's, I mean, it's, I would play this any any of the sixes at minus one hundred five or whatever up to like minus one ten is fine. Um, I wouldn't want to lay that sort of juice on the six and a half, so I'd rather uh, yeah. I'd rather stay with the sixes there. But I think this is going to be a pretty tight low event sort of game. These teams do play pretty low event games. Um, obviously, offensively, they're both pretty talented, but like in situations where they're playing bad teams, you can see them light it up a lot. Uh, not that they're not capable of lighting it up against good teams, but like these are two very good defensive teams. I don't think there is going to be a situation where we're going to have like just a back and forth sort of game. I think this will be a pretty tightly contested one. And with both those guys likely starting, um, I feel more confident about Ottinger than I do uh Bobrovsky but either way like Stolars has been good honestly Wedgwood's been good too like regardless of who ends up starting in this game the under is still uh is still a play for me because um yeah because of everything I just said there with how good these two teams are on the back end well there you go we'll track our first best bet of the day our taking the under six minus 105 in the Florida Dallas game and uh Matt where do you kind of come in on this game tonight yeah I I was looking to maybe get on Dallas actually got up this morning and was like, I need Mr. Dallas stars to talk me into Dallas. So the fact that he needs someone to talk him into Dallas means that we should probably not bet Dallas. Um, that said, I, I agree. This should be a really good game. I think we're near coin flip ish range on there. I see a comment in the chat about plus plus one ten. Like, I think if you're getting plus one ten on Dallas, I would take that. I, but I'm seeing like plus a hundred plus one Oh four. Like I'm just not quite there on that. Um, I do think if, I, if a 110 were to pop kind of on Ottinger playing, I would take that. But no, nah, current price, I think this is just kind of sit there and sit there and watch the TNT game tonight. Uh, Moretto, I don't, I'm not, you weren't here, but I don't know. Moretto, do you remember, did we hate Paul Maurice last year? I'm trying to remember the context of it. <laughs> uh, D saying any Maurice apologies this entire show, I think, hated him. Just to be clear, I was not context. part of this because I did no, not hate Paul Maurice. Yeah. I would never I, I would never remember. slander Paul Maurice ever. <laughs> I just think we were saying I, I if I remember correctly, I thought we were saying that it just wasn't like a difference. Like it didn't like change anything. I mean we maybe we were proven wrong, but um, yeah, I, I just don't I'm drawing drawing a blank here. Drawing a blank here. To cut off real quick, it looks like Vasilevsky tonight for the lightning. So that will be a no play. Okay. All right. Also, yeah, go. I mean, the Maurice stuff, like, kidding aside, he's really, uh, he's, like, gone from me thinking he's an awful coach and, like, me not being able to stand him at all to I absolutely love everything he says now in the media. He's having, like, he's been unreal for this for this team. Like, he's been fantastic for them. And, like, his quotes and his quips and his, like, you know, jabs and back and forth with the media and, like, going after reps and going after little teams, stuff like that is, like, Oh, he's been awesome. He's been he's been a lot of fun. So I uh, fully take that one on the chin. And um, honestly, full credit to Maurice. He's like he's earned this. He's done a great job with this Florida team. Yeah. Yes, he has. Uh, <laughs> he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of taken it and uh, shoved it uh, right right back at us uh, yeah. here on the show. But uh, good for him. Good for the Florida Panthers team. There you go. Uh, two two. Uh, two games covered, one best bet so far here, and you get the Tampa information, so you can use that how you will moving forward. But um, 
Third game here on the schedule tonight, the Vegas Golden Knights on the road at St. Louis. St. Louis plus 146. You've got Vegas minus 154 here. A total currently sitting at six right now. Uh, Matt, what are you thinking when it comes to this Blues team uh, hosting Vegas here tonight? The plus money coming in on them right now and where this total is at at six. Yeah, I think if uh, Jordan Bennington didn't stand on his head the other night, it would have been like six to one. Um, I, I have no interest in, in getting involved here. I, I The Blues did get the win the other night, but yeah, it, the game was totally dominated by Vegas. Um, I was hoping for maybe a better price on an under here, but and Vegas has already moved this morning. Like I, I just have no interest in this game at this price. Any interest from you, Moretto? No, I do agree uh, with the under, but like, again, hoping that we would have gotten something a little bit better. Um, I'm a big Logan Thompson fan, so you know, yeah. figuring with him starting tonight, like, uh, I like that with Hill out. But like, yeah, again, with with Alec Martinez being, he was ruled out for this road trip too, and Shea Theodore is still out. Um, it's just like hard to get behind it under at these prices. So under would definitely be my lean. Maybe if like the over gets hit a little bit and it can come into like a more reasonable range, then uh, I'd be interested. Or if you can pick off something a little bit more off market, maybe, um, which I don't even see being available right now. Uh, so yeah, uh, if like, if the over gets, takes a lot of money and you can get like maybe closer to like a minus one Oh five ish or even some plus on under six, which I don't anticipate. Uh, other than that, not too interested in this. All right. Last game in the schedule here tonight. Uh, the Oilers hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. Edmonton minus 110. Carolina plus 105. A total of seven. Matt, where do you come in on this game right now? I think it's another game that's going to be more fun to watch than I necessarily have interest in betting it. Um, I think the Oilers have started to play a little better. The Canes, I mean, they're they're doing what the Canes do. They're controlling a lot of play, and they're not really scoring a whole lot of goals. If you need a team to score a lot of goals against, it's the Oilers. Um, so I don't know. I think I think this game's very interesting, but again, I just, I'm not interested in betting this one. I would have liked the over, but again, I think it's too high. Reto, you have any interest in betting this one? I'm like close to wanting to play the, uh, the Oilers, and um, I don't know, like... I wonder who starts for Carolina here. This is like the first half of a back-to-back, obviously, like with Freddie Anderson out. I'm not sure who's going to start here. Chekhov has not been good. Um, I, I, I'm i like – Price is like decently good for me. I, I wouldn't mind like obviously getting something a little bit better. But like honestly, like Ranta and Chekhov have both been brutal. Um, so like I'd be willing to jump in at minus 110. I'm just kind of like waiting and seeing where this goes. But uh, I – Edmonton's playing awesome. They're playing fantastic hockey. And I think they match up well with Carolina in the sense where like Carolina's not going to maybe dominate as much as they would against some other teams, just the way that Edmonton's capable of playing at five on five. And when Carolina's not dominating, they really struggle to score. And uh, even if they are able to get some past Skinner and Skinner has a rough game, like I don't have confidence in Carolina's goalies to necessarily, you know, stand on their heads either. Um, especially with without Freddie. So, you know what? I think I kind of just talked myself into it here too. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to wait too much. I don't, I don't see it getting that much better. Like maybe we get a few cents better at this point. Like what's the point in waiting? So I'm, uh, I'm going to probably lock this in now myself as well. And yeah, I, uh, 
let's let's do it with Edmonton. All right, Edmonton minus one ten there, best price available, very widely available here as well. So take the Oilers uh, as you watched in real time. Moretto decide that he was going to make that bet yeah. <laughs> and talk talk himself all the way into it. So second best bet of the night, Oilers money line minus one ten there. Uh, we will lock that one in and. Uh, to recap all the picks for tonight, we'll we'll do that at the very, very end of the show. I have see a question here in the chat, so I want to get to that before we get to the recap of the picks. Um, Crip Zombie asking, uh, well, actually, before we get to that, um, Matt, any thoughts on the, on the pick and us locking in the Oilers here officially? So the only thing I will say on Ronta, right, is like you look at it on the surface and him and Kachekov have been equally as bad. The only thing I will say about Ronta, because I've been looking at this a little bit with Kane's games lately, is he had one just abysmal game. He had that game against Tampa when he had like a goal save of, of like negative six or something, right? Yeah. Outside of that, he's been break. He's been average. He's been break even. So I do think there is a sizable difference between Ronta and Kachekov. If you get Kachekov, I like the Oilers, but I would not personally play that if it was Ronta. Um, that said, you know my ROI this year, so I don't know if I believe that. But <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would, I would not personally play this if it was Ranta. I might Venmo you like five hundred bucks to take uh, Carolina tonight. <laughs> oh my god! Have the, the fade the... machine going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. There you go. Uh, now we'll get to this question here. Crib Zombie asking. Uh, he says, "Great season so far, good gentlemen. Uh, any value on team futures at these prices? Thank you, Moretto. Um, I know this is something we kind of brought up a few times throughout the course of the last season. We lock in like whether it be division or conference futures, but uh, obviously we didn't come necessarily prepared for this here today. But any off the top of your head that maybe you're saying or looking at, thinking you might want to get involved in any teams trending in a direction that you might want to buy on uh, at this point in time." um let me just pull up a couple of these prices here i think i know we gave out a couple last week i think that they've been sort of that into place um i know florida yeah. tampa kind of edmonton were teams i was sort of looking at in like the maybe more so the cup and conference markets but i think um division markets i did play something the other day just want to see what's available here um yeah i think uh Plus like 130, 140-ish, depending on what you can find. But I see it's pretty widely available. On um, the Kings to win the Pacific is a good bet. Um, Vegas obviously has like a bit of a lead right now, four-point lead. But like they played way more games. Kings are honestly a wagon. I think that they've been bet into shape a little bit in terms of the overall like conference and cup market. So I don't think there's much value there. But uh, in division market, I don't think has been adjusted enough to the point where I think this team is built for like continued success in this regular season. I don't see them dropping off too much. Um, Vegas, like just they played a lot of hockey lately and they're a bit of an older roster. Like I, you know, injuries are already starting to bite them a little bit. They Their play has tailed off a bit uh, lately. I can see, you know, injuries continuing to be something that they have to deal with throughout the rest of the season. Obviously you don't want to bet based on injuries, but like it's a very educated kind of guess that that's going to come just based on how much hockey they played and the past, you know, injury history of some of these guys on the roster. Wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys sort of miss time or continue to miss time. So getting like plus money there in the Kings, I think is a, a decent look. And that's just the one kind of off the top of my head that sort of stands out. I haven't, uh, I didn't like, prep for future stuff but uh yeah that's definitely one yeah. that i would i would be comfortable betting 
are there any out there kind of right now, Matt, that you're looking at or have circled? So it got mentioned there. I still think there's some value on Florida to win the East, at least a couple of books I'm looking at. I see a plus 850 at FanDuel, which I actually kind of like. Um, I, I think the Kings are more than kind of priced correctly at this point. Um, actually pulled it up and I started laughing because the second favorite to win the East on FanDuel is uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs which I think is kind of funny having them actually they're the same price as Boston, but having them move up the Rangers above the Panthers, I just don't think is right. It's the um, Toronto tax. It's the Toronto tax. Yeah. I, I have it, no, yeah, it's cause it, it's cause this is a, let's be real. It's cause this is a wreck book and I have donkey buddies who get drunk <laughs> at night, watch Austin <laughs> Matthews score his second goal of the game and say, it's too fucking winning the East. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's that's what they're like yeah we don't care we'll post this people will bet it yeah but yeah that that's the one that stands out to me there sorry i'm taking a quick look to see if anything else florida yeah no florida being uh, i'm looking at i'm looking at fandom now too florida having six best odds plus 850 to win the east um i mean the devils are plus 600 if you gave me florida and the devils in a playoff series i would not be able to bet florida fast enough because they probably could based on the market and everything they'd probably come in at plus money i would uh yeah my god one of those teams is is built for playoff success and one of them is not um i would i would be all over florida so the fact that that there's that much of a discrepancy in the price i don't agree with that so i could i could definitely get behind what matt said there right um jeremy saying or jeremy saying uh everything rangers is a-okay <laughs> rangers any price <laughs> alt spreads alt yeah just i mean we we didn't talk about that one because that's the obvious one so we didn't even need to go down that road um, yeah well before we finish this off matt do you want to uh give us rangers corner what's going on in new york right now it's weird that they had a bunch of days off between uh their game sunday night and the game saturday it's, it's really strange. They just had these like five days off during the week. I must have been a scheduling quirk or something. Like mm. I don't know. I guess there's not a whole lot going on, but five days off in a row is it's kind of weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or right, well, or right. or at least that's what the team thought apparently, um, uh, because last night was not was not their best effort all around. But even in that, Panarin kind of helps his case a little bit with another two points. So honestly, well. I'm just looking at the range of stuff right now too. Like with Carolina's goaltending situation and the lead, if you the mush the have, Rangers. I swear to God, I don't mush anything. I just bang out winners here. Um, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think Rangers like mine. I, I, I didn't shop around whatsoever. I'm only looking at one shop right now, but um, Rangers are minus 150 to win the Metro. I don't think that's short enough. I think it should be a lot shorter. Um, they have a pretty significant sizable lead and Carolina is just not in a good goaltending situation to, I think, win consistently enough to kind of overcome that. So I don't, I don't mind that either. Again, you don't like love weighing prices like that in the futures market and a lot of things can happen, but I don't think that price is short enough. Are you worried at all about Todd's devils? No. Okay. For the regular season, no, I, I do not. I do not want to play them in the playoffs at all. And I actually got into a discussion about this with some Ranger fans the other day. Like, I, I don't want the Devils. I don't care what they do the regular season. Like, they could sneak in as wild card two. I do not want to play New Jersey in the playoffs. That is just not the right matchup. 
it's a little bit better than it was last year, but it's just it's not better the right than last year. The Rangers. Yeah, it's just not. It's still just not the right match. The Rangers are better than last year, and the Devils are worse than last year. And honestly, like Akira, if Akira Schmid doesn't come in and and black out for a couple of games, you guys probably win that series comfortably. And you know, you're one overtime in Game Three away from winning that, taking a stranglehold and winning that series. I don't think the Devils are ready to. They're as as uh, as Seabill and Diggs would say. They are an unserious team, I think. The Devils are an unserious team. Oh right. God, we have they're a fun team, but they're an unserious team. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. I uh, I agree. At the same time, if Vanacek wasn't awful games one and two, I don't think the Rangers see it game seven. So like, I just yeah, I don't know the the matchup. The matchup just still fair. worries me, right? Like I. The big part of that matchup last year was just the speed advantage the Devils had. And the Rangers have closed that a bit by obviously getting rid of Kane and Tarasenko and Mikola, like replacing them right. with guys that mm-hmm. can skate better, albeit not great. But I think that gap is closed enough to the point where, yeah, like the Rangers are a better team. But I don't know. It still worries me. Like you see that Devils team and they have these spurts where they just like skate around teams. And that still worries me. Yeah. Um I'm not sure if you guys do the uh, uh, power ratings here, but uh, Charles Hall asking, like, where are the Panthers in your ratings? Moretto, we can start with you. If you do have that, where would the Panthers kind of slot in? They're probably around. Let me just pull some stuff up here. Um, They're, uh, like, comfortably in the top 10. They want uh, right around, like, the eight. Eighth best. I was gonna say. I think I have about seven. Yeah, eighth best team for me. Um, I think they're around. Yeah, right around there. And like, the thing with the difference between like power rating slash reality is, I think that you know you factor in different things when you're using your ratings for like regular season and whatnot. Whereas like, I think a lot of that stuff kind of flies out the window once you're in the playoffs. Like, people don't like to admit that or can't wrap their heads around the fact that like you have to throw a lot of these numbers out and like, it's so much more like matchup based and situational based and like how teams are built. And that really like is more so applies to hockey than any other sport um, by a landslide. And so, yeah, maybe they're eighth in the power ratings, but like there are not many teams I would want to bet against Florida in a playoff series in a best of seven series. Cause I think this team is built for success in the playoffs. And we saw a glimpse of it last year. I think they're even better this year. So, um, yeah, maybe they're, you know, not as high as some of the other East teams right now in, in terms of ratings, but in terms of like an actual playoff series and how I think this team is, how far I think this team is capable of going, um, I think uh, they're they're primed for another run. And I don't think that they're done adding either. I think they have some room to maneuver and to add, to bring some guys in. So this isn't even the final product right now. And that's a huge thing as you look at futures markets. We kind of talked about that earlier this year with teams that are going to be able to add a lot of guys versus you look at some other teams that have already spent a lot like Tampa and Boston that don't have quite as much to give to be able to add pieces. But yeah, no, it's it's all matchup based when you look later on. Like Florida, I know we kind of talked about on the side, Florida and Boston last year. Like I love that matchup for Florida. Like obviously kind of plays out like the Rangers Devils is another one that's just like, in a vacuum, the Rangers were the better team, but it was just a such a terrible mm-hmm. matchup for them. So, like, yeah, it, regular season of playoffs is just so much different. But Yeah, and, and this is, like, question. a kind of a huge year for them. Sorry, Zach, but I was just going to say this no, is kind I'll of like a big year for them, too, because um, 
like they're going to be in a situation this summer where they have some guys to pay to and obviously like getting you know ryan hurts big contract off would be big but like they're gonna have to pay guys like uh like the back end like montreur is due for for a new contract forcing's due for a new contract um lundell's up for a new contract like they have some guys that they're gonna have to uh you know, get Jovich to uh, probably won't be due for much of an upgrade, but like there's guys that they're going to have to pay this summer for sure. So I don't I know. At this point, Reinhardt's, Reinhardt's like, second in the league in goals right now. I don't think they're looking forward to getting him off the number right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, as of, as of last year, I think uh, they would have been down to get rid of the six and he would have been a new, his new contract would have come in under what his current cap oh, is. I, I think he's like, like six and a half or something like that. But now, now you're looking, I mean, this is a classic, just now he's just a classic guy on a contract year. Who's, who's blacking out. And just, now he's, he's going to make like eight and a half million. million. He's going to get like eight and a half million and go to Nashville because they need a scorer. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. Eight and a half plus. Yeah. I'm good I mean, okay. you may not get eight and a half, but like, I don't know. This is this is a contract year thing right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we do have one final question here. We'll get to Charles Saul asking here again. Any long shots for worst record, or are the <coughs> Sharks a lock? Um, it's an interesting one. I haven't looked at at all. I don't know if yeah, how much you guys would have familiarized yourself with the bow, Matt. Anything? Any long shots for worst record, or are you kind of just leaning Sharks here? So. I played Philadelphia in the preseason. That's obviously not going to come through. They've been a lot better than expected, just with a lot of the kind of like, oh, they want to sell off. They don't want to be buyers, any of that. I feel like it's still a little early to lay minus 120, especially on a team that's been playing a lot better, a team that's starting to get a little healthier. Um, Let me pull it up real quick. Like, I think there's only... Do we have prices? Do you have... Are you looking at a market? Yeah, FanDuel's got it up. I see nine teams priced better. I mean, this is crazy. So there's only five teams that are less than 100 to 1. Um, so San Jose, Chicago, Columbus, Anaheim, and Montreal. I mean, maybe you can make an argument for Columbus, which, yeah, I, I was wrong on them kind of going into the year. Like, they're terrible, but I, I think Anaheim's too good for that. Like, I, I don't think Montreal's quite at that level. Montreal's... I mean, I'm looking at it now, 21 to well, like basically 20 to one. Um, not the worst. Like, I don't, I think the Sharks are probably going to take it. But honestly, it's not the worst look in Montreal. They're dealing with a lot of injuries and just like the injury the history of this team too, where they've had so many guys go down every year and it just seems to like snowball and get worse and worse. And we're like seeing that really start to happen now. Harris out, Jack I out, Savard's been out. Um, now new hook suddenly joins, you know, doc out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Suzuki is the only guy on this team that's played more than 80 games the last couple seasons. So if injuries continue to pick up like they have so far and like they have in years past, maybe Montreal's worth a little bit of a flyer. Uh, I do think the ducks are bad, but not bad enough to finish last in the league. And Chicago's not that. Yeah. I mean, not the best price available there on Chicago. So probably if you're looking for a long shot, I'd, I'd say Montreal's a, you can worth a flyer probably at that price, but right. I don't know if, uh, if they'll, I think if they should finish bottom three ish worse in the league. I'm not so sure, but, worth a flyer maybe yeah 
And for reference here, Montreal currently, as it stands right now, is 11, 11, and 3. Uh, Chicago, 7, 16, and 1. And San Jose, 7, 17, and 2. So, I mean, the Sharks are on a heater. You never know. They could put string together some wins here and surpass both of those teams. But, yeah, Montreal's uh, yeah. also tied for the uh, fewest regulation wins in the NHL right now. They had um, they only had four. They had sole possession of first not too long ago, but uh, the, their win the other night has now who, brought them who into a tie. tie who, with, they, uh, who were they tied with? Sorry. A tie with the Toronto same, Maple Leafs with uh, oh. five regulation wins. So, um, yeah, there wow. you go. Shocking two, that they're tied with that gutless teams. fucking <laughs> soft as baby shit fucking team here in Toronto. I don't know. Leafs Shocking. worst record. What's the price on Leafs worst record? Maybe <laughs> we can <laughs> get something in here at uh, 250 to one. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say like right. I was even I was even looking at this from the angle of like oh is there a team at the two hundred and fifty to one that's worth it and I started thinking about like all right are there teams near the bottom of the standings that may just like decide to fire sale and they may just start losing every game and like the only team I even looked at was like meh was Calgary and like I just I can't do it it I I do think I mean, they have a fire sale at some point here but I I just I can't yeah. get there yeah. Um, Buffalo, no, I, I can't see Buffalo. They just have too many young guys. They <laughs> like they're not. They're not going to trade called back shootout wins. <laughs> well, all right. Like we're obviously not going to make this a leaf show, but like I wasn't even advocating for the win there. I just didn't really give a. I, at this point, I just don't even give a fuck. Like these games mean legitimately zero. I thought they deserved to lose that game anyways, but that's a that was a a win. Like that's by the definition of the rule like it's it's a kind of a stupid rule but it's the rule yeah like it hit his pad it hit his stick and then it, it went back yeah, in the yeah. net like it, it's like it's the rule like i get why people don't like it but i don't know <laughs> it was a it was a rule like hey i, I, I turned really this into rangers talk radio i think now we may need some leafs talk radio here the problem is moretta would drop immediately <laughs> no, no, because Moretto and I are on the same page with suffering right now. I, I mean, you'd, you'd think that, by the way, uh, that uh, a certain subscription writing service had covered the Maple Leafs extensively this summer, that they were prepared to tank and get rid of every single fucking player on this team because the new GM was about to build the worst team in NHL history compared to the, the god that was here previously. So, uh, yeah. Um, certain uh, doesn't seem certain, to have gone certain guy way. and a certain writer on overdrive the other day had uh had some fun yeah. comments too yeah so interesting to see some of the stupidity that goes on there but nonetheless that'll do it for today's show uh in terms of our picks for tonight only four games but we still do have two best bets for people here uh so we'll cover both of these we have the under six minus 105 and uh, <laughs> the under six minus 105 in the Florida Dallas game. And then we're going to take the Edmonton Oilers money line minus 110 against the Carolina Hurricanes. So those are two best bets for tonight. Again, you can track all of these over in the bet stamp app. Find better section as Edgework HQ. So make sure to check that out. You can see how we've done throughout the course of the season, throughout the entire history of the show on a daily basis. Whatever you want to do, you can find it in there see our picks in real time, see how they're doing, see how they move throughout the day. So make sure to check that out over in the BetStamp app. But 
Thanks to everyone who tuned in here this morning. We do appreciate it. If you haven't already on your way out or if you're watching this back after, hit that like button, subscribe here to the channel. We do appreciate that. Matt, Alex, thank you guys for taking the time to do this here this morning. As always, it is greatly appreciated. Look forward to seeing you guys back here next week uh, when Moretto and I fly to New York to watch the Rangers game. Rangers Leafs Tuesday night. We'll do the show live from Matt's apartment on Wednesday morning. No, <laughs> Matt's not apartment that he's moving out of on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Perfect. a bunch of boxes in the background <laughs> we're gonna trash it <laughs> yeah all right well thanks everyone who tuned in uh we do have a bunch of content coming up on the hammer for throughout the remainder of the day so quickly for people here uh you can check out over on the board nba uh player props uh sgps free picks sides totals covering all of that with jacob Grimenia and pips nba pips on the flu game here today he is will be hum hopping in battling through and then at 2 p.m on forward progress rob pozzola suma eric eager and the hitman covering best bets leans picks uh throughout the course for this week's nfl games uh coming up here so make sure to check that out head on over to our other channels we do appreciate it but thanks everyone who tuned in here today Look forward to seeing you guys back here tomorrow morning at 10.30. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck on your bets.